great day to you all and welcome to the x-factors to success podcast show this is rogero fartacangel your host also known as the g-man i hope all you guys are all doing fantastic because i am i'm super excited for our guest here today but before we introduce our guest as a reminder the x-factors are there to motivate you stimulate you energize you with the guests that we bring into the show and a, re a reminder we have the five key pillars to the x-factors to success you have faith family and friends fitness finance and fun and incorporated with that we always want to encourage our guests to uh, speak about his or hers trials and tribulations but before we do that i'd like to share with you what a quote and a quote is by gary ryan blair and the quote goes like this success in any endeavor does not happen by accident rather it's a result of deliberate decisions conscious effort and immense persistence all directed at specific goals i believe our guest today has changed his trajectory in life and he's pursuing his goals and his purpose so today we have a wonderful guest a newly friend of mine recently about a month ago his name is Joseph Mastrangelo, and he's also known as Joe Mas. He's a motivational speaker and inspirational writer. He was born to a fun-loving and supportive family. Joe had to deal with the loss of loved ones at a very young age. Without the proper tools to deal with deep emotional, mental, and spiritual pain, he turned to external sources to try and gain some inner peace. Well, through drugs, alcohol, women, money, etc., etc. However, no matter how many accomplishments and praise he received, he was never good enough to the person that mattered most to himself, which left him with a deteriorated self-image and heroin addiction. He was hopeless, helpless, and suicidal. On a day of June 24, 2016, he shot enough heroin to kill himself. Unsuccessful in his attempt, he woke up the next morning with a choice, change or suffer. He chose change through a power greater than himself. From working a 12-step recovery program and his unconditional love and trust in God, Joe has learned to love himself and find his purpose in love and service to others. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest, your guest, Joe Mastrangelo, also known as Joe Mas. Joe, welcome to the show. Oh, good to be here. Thank you so much. Very good to be here. Thanks, awesome. sir. Lovely introduction as well. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for taking your valuable time, Joe, to be on my show. I know that uh, uh, I had a pretty, uh, it was a pretty profound uh, bio of yours there. I know that was a lot more to, lot more to share in your story. But, <laughs> but Joe, I, I, you were very intriguing. I met you about a month ago and uh, truly uh, an inspiration for me also. And I also have a personal family member who've got some similar um, situations as you. And I, that's why I asked you immediately when I saw you, I said, hey, I'd like to invite you on my show, and there you go, a month later, man. Yeah, totally grateful, totally grateful. It was awesome meeting you that night, and uh, it's just nice to see somebody doing what you're doing with the podcast and everything, and just putting one foot in front of the other, and it's nice to see it flourish. So it's a, it's just totally grateful to be on your show, Great. man. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And you have, you have a lot to share also, and again, we met, for those folks who are listening, where did he meet? Where did they meet? Oh, so Joe and I, by the way, we're paisans also, Mastrangelo yeah. and Fratarcangeli, <laughs> you know. Uh, from the good old Long Island, you know, and the island of Long. <laughs> Those of you who are listening worldwide, it's a nice Long Island outside of New York City. So 
Um, Joe, we met at the Toastmasters, and uh, Toastmasters is a speakers uh, organization, speakers club, and uh, you and I actually competed on stage also speaking too. So yes, uh, and but you had a great story to tell about your story, and uh, you took first place, and then. I want to congratulate you once again as you now Thanks. compete on the district level. Uh, when the show goes on air, you, you'll uh, you'll uh, you'll probably hear it, and those folks will follow you and so on. So, Joe, welcome awesome. once again, Joe. I'm I'm so psyched and pumped up, Joe. Uh, I don't know what to say. Well, you motivate us, and uh, I see that you 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 shifted your whole life and uh, all the trials and tribulations you've gone through. And uh, What's what's motivating you? What's your success? How would you define success? And give us maybe more insight of your of your journey there. So for me, I'm, it's weird because I always believe that success is based on the individual. You know, I believe that you have to set like that's why I love that you asked that question. You have to set your own parameters for success, and sure. if you fulfill those parameters, you could say that because typically we look at social expectations and things like that, and it limits us. You know, and I did that most of my life. And it was pretty dangerous and led me down the wrong path because, like I said in my bio there, which was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done, write a short bio like that. <laughs> but um, that's that was true for me. You know, I was never good enough for myself. I'm, I'm a perfectionist who knows he's not perfect. You know, so now today, as it stands, success to me is it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. You know, it's about every day waking up and, and putting my best foot forward and trying to full, fulfill my potential. You know, and sometimes it's not always about, you know, reading, writing. It is about those things, but it's how could I be of service to my girlfriend who loves me so much? How could I be of service to uh, the kids, to mm -hmm. my family? Yeah. Stuff like that, because I could get too caught up and I have an obsessive mind and that could take me to dangerous places if I'm only worried about my professional life, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's how I define success. Beautiful. So, Joe, I'm going to back up a little bit there. I know that uh, we mentioned that uh, a very interesting and uh, – milestone day and year in your life, June 24, 2016. Uh, if you don't mind, can you share with us and those listeners out there who um, may have a, a similar story or might have someone in the family or friends and go through this. So can you share with us a little bit more of insight what the, what that day looked like and as you made this leaping transformation the next day? Sure, sure. Well, uh, real quick, you know, I, I've been battling uh, addiction and trying to get help for a long time, like nine years in and out of the rooms, trying very different things, moving to LA, everything you could think of, right. you know, to try and get sober. And, and and it just never happened, you know what I mean? Because again, I was looking for external sources. I never looked at myself or took any responsibility. I was always the victim. And that night, after being, being caught multiple times, thrown out of my house from my ex-girlfriend, living with my parents at 34 years old, what happened was it wasn't the first time I did something like that, like tried to shoot enough heroin, and just overdose and not wake up. Uh -huh. And... You know, I used to think I was trying to kill myself, but the more like I get to know myself and understand this addiction and, and just the depths of it, I was just trying to find a way to live with myself because I hated myself so much. Right. And what happened to me that night was the best way I could explain it is I've lost everything multiple times. You know, and no matter what it was, I found a way to get it back, whether it was a girlfriend, dogs, you know, <laughs> I got all that stuff back. So this Family, is, you're saying stuff. this you're at the bottom of the barrel. This is like the, the, this is the, the worst of the worst you say right now. Yeah, because I lost myself because I lost everything else multiple times, jobs, family, friends, all that stuff. And I got it all back with a few months of, of being clean sure. or just off substances. Right. Uh, but I started to deal with myself and I always went back there. I never got to the root. And that night, you know, it was just a night where I completely lost myself. And I actually, the only belief I had 
was that like God meant for me to live this life, that I was meant to suffer my entire life uh, being a piece of crap, lying, cheating, stealing from people, robbing my family, sucking the life out of everything. And that was really scary. That was really scary for me. So that next morning when I woke up, I wish I could have a better explanation. People ask me all the time, like, what happened? Right, you know, right. but when it comes to addiction, like we get this little window of opportunity, you know, and, and if you don't jump in with both feet, right. even if a toenail is out the other side, you could get sucked back into that wormhole and back into the life of addiction. Wow. And for me, it was just finally about being all in. I knew that the sun didn't rise and set on me. You know, and there must be a reason why I'm still here. And for the first time in my life, I, I felt powerless. I, I, oh, I knew I was an alcoholic and an addict for a very long time, but to be powerless over something and to lose the choice, you know, to be able to choose mm -hmm. in life is a crazy thing. So when I woke up that next morning and I wasn't dead and I had this little window of opportunity, it was the one point in my life where I was just like, you know what? I'm willing to do whatever necessary to change. And for the first time in my life, I woke up and thanked God that I had a chance. And that was it. And then I took suggestions um, and just did what people told me to do. I was out of all good ideas, you know? I love it. Now, in, in, the, in this process, and again, I, I applaud you, uh, Joe. I mean, this is an amazing uh, story. I'm, I'm sure... You know, you hear stories out there that, unfortunately, there's situations that uh, people didn't make it through and uh, they're long gone from this physical physical world. But you're here not to talk about it. And I know that now your 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 mission is to speak and your motivational speaking, you're inspiring writing now and uh, speaking around uh, your, 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 your market and to encourage other people maybe who might go through this trials and tribulations yourself. So, you know, and I believe in, you know, again, universe, God, spirit, uh, soul, that's using you as now a conduit, right? As a, um, a, a unique instrument to do your work now. And uh, you sound very confident. And again, I'm meeting you a few handful of times already. Uh, I truly believe that uh, you're going to make a difference in the world. And again, I always say we all have a purpose. Once you find the clarity of purpose, which is a major success factor, you will achieve whatever you want to achieve. Uh, but by helping others achieve what they need to achieve. It's a great Absolutely. Okay. So, Love and service. Love um, and service. I know that uh, you uh, went through a 12-step uh, a recovery program. Can you share with us uh, what was the learning experience there? Obviously, did it guide you into, the, into having universe God, uh, again, in that uh, factor there? Yeah, so the, the power greater than myself started out with the rooms and knowing that I was in a 12-step recovery program at first, mm. but I knew I never gave it my all. Like, I had to face myself and understand. I had to take a look in the mirror and really ask myself a question. Did you right. give it 100%? And the answer was no. And thank God for that, because if I did, then I'd really be screwed, you know, but I didn't. Right. So um, I finally jumped in with both feet, and, and I knew that that was the power greater than myself first and then it, it spawned into this beautiful thing that i call god now and right. i'm a very spiritual guy I, i'm and when i talk about god i don't talk about you know another man's depiction of god of how it should be or how it should look like you said spirit of the universe whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it mm -hmm. unconditional love and peace and happiness correct so basically there was a there was a <laughs> there was a lot to do in a 12-step recovery program it's a lot of looking at self which is important and the closer I built my connection to God and trust in God, the more I learned about myself, the more I began to love myself. And there was a lot of deep digging, internal research. Sure. You know, they call it a moral, uh, a moral inventory, which just saying those words make you go, eh. Moral <laughs> inventory. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing that down. Okay. Yeah. 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 Moral, moral inventory. So, you know, the first step is just 
kind of understanding and accepting the fact that you are powerless over a substance. And people take it a step further, you're powerless over people. And yeah, but the, the bottom line is I lost the power of choice a long time ago. Somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, I crossed it. I crossed a certain line where I, I didn't have the choice myself. And, and that's a scary thing to take away from a human being, is choice. And then uh, from there, it's about believing that a power greater than myself could restore me to, to sanity because I was insane. And then trust in God. It's, you know, it's giving your will up to God and just knowing that whatever goes on in life, that it's going to it's gonna be okay. I love it. Bad things happen. You know, bad things happen for no reason. Everybody wants to blame somebody when something bad happens. <laughs> there was a God, this one. Stuff happens, you know, right. but... I look at it as like, you know, it sounds crazy, but God didn't create the rainy day. He just has the biggest umbrella. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so. <laughs> I, that's awesome. You know, I have to uh, just to share with you the, uh, the one of the key principles that uh, I teach in the success principles uh, methodology is taking 100% responsibility for your life and results. It's a key principle for every every instructor out there, every teacher out there, every mentor out there. My mentor is uh, Jack Canfield, the uh, co-creator of the uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul series, success principles, and so on. E plus R equals O. And those of you out there who are listening, like this, what, what's the formula? E equals events plus how you respond to the events yeah. will always equal the outcome. You can't blame the rain, right? If you're going to say, hey, this is a bullshit, man. You know, it's gray out there. It's raining off and F and here and there. How are you going to feel about that? How are you going to react, right? And again, and then your outcome, you can be like a shitty day all day. You wake up in the morning and say, hey, you know, this is a, this sucks. It's Friday. It's Monday, right? You people are like, just dragging their, their asses, right? Again, oh, boop, it's my show. I can say asses. It's okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, but we got to take, it's how we react, how we respond to that, uh, to, to those events that are in our life. But you responded differently. You took a choice now. You responded differently. Hey, look at your outcome. Look at your outcome. 100%. So. <laughs> but taking responsibility. That that's huge, and I, I love that you said that because ninety percent. Um, they say that life is ten percent what happens, ninety percent how you react to it, right? And when you go around blaming everybody else, that's horrible because if you have to wait for everybody else to get better, you're screwed. Yeah. You know, if you can make yourself better one day at a time, you're in a good position. You know, so you have to kind of look inward at that. Look so at I that. love that. You, yeah, I love that you said that because <laughs> that's the moral inventory is really taking a look yeah. at that stuff. Yeah. You know. It, deep into your soul, yeah. you know, resentments, anger, fear, all those things, and just becoming okay with it. And there's so much of that going on right now with people just blaming others and pointing things at others, Joe, right? You yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. Joe, I mean, to lead to this question here, you know, who would you contribute your support? Who is your support uh, as far as you must have some individuals that came to your path, the, the transformation point from that individual or individuals? Oh, man, I'd have to say everyone, you know, because uh, from my parents to my brothers and sister to guys in the room, older guys, you know, teachers. Mm-hmm. That's why I always laugh sometimes when people say self-made man, you know. <laughs> because a lot of people made me, you know what I mean? My girlfriend, there's just so many people that have touched my life, and I believe there's sources of inspiration around us all the time. You know, mm-hmm. one of my one of my brothers uh, went to California, and... He always made good money and stuff like that. Went out to California, and uh, he was stuck, not really making any money. I remember he was telling me he went out with his girlfriend who was trying to be an actress. He, they were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, sleeping on yep. the same couch, nothing. I and he got, a, yeah. he got a job as a, a warehouse manager, just a warehouse manager. Uh, first a stock boy, then he became the warehouse manager, but now he's the CFO of a company. You know what I mean? Just because he put his head down and worked hard and 
didn't worry about what others said and just stayed focused on the task and did the best possible job he could, whether it was just stocking stuff to house management to whatever it was. Right. And he excels. So for me, it's like so many people have played a role in me just staying sober and just being happy as hell when I wake up in the right, morning. Right. I can't I can't give you just one uh one person. <laughs> I wish I wish I could. I wish I could. Maybe one day you'll you'll find out that individual top three, you know, a top three yeah. individuals. So well, I'll t- I'll tell you this. My mother is one of the first people that ever explained to me that God is everywhere and he's inside you right now. And and the little person you hear that yeah. is, is whispering to you, like, maybe don't do that or help that person or open that door for that person right. to listen to that voice and that you don't have to go into a church to express your love to God. That My mother, she's always been unconditionally loved and warm. You know, my family, obviously. And one other person that affected me very deeply, that planted a deep seed, uh, was my 11th grade teacher. And I'll never forget this because I walked into her class. She always liked me, but she always knew I was off the rocker. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I I walked into her class high on marijuana and ketamine, which is a a tranquilizer they use to put people onto it. Uh And she looked at me, and she just had it. She put her stuff on the podium, and she's like, you know, she's like, you people coming here reeking of marijuana. You know, stumbling around here with a blatant disrespect for you and everyone else. Right. <laughs> and um, and she looked at me and she stared dead at me and I, my eyes crossed when I looked there because I knew she was looking at me and and she said, "Stop allowing society's expectations and limitations to shackle your soul. Ooh. Live life to the fullest." Wow. And that took about twenty years to fully blossom, you know, because I always thought I heard that and said, "Live life to the fullest. Live every day like it's your last." Right. 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 But to me, to an addict like me, to an obsessed, I sucked the life out of everything. It wasn't until later on when I got sober when I realized it's live every day, live life to the fullest is live every day like it's your first, you know? Because to me, if I live with gratitude and purpose every day, there I'm a go. happy dude. There you go. I'm Grat- gratitude. Do you, uh, I, uh, I won't interrupt. How do you practice gratitude? In the morning, what's your ritual on that? I'm going to stop right there because right there, you obviously, yeah. you, you're creating a new habit right now. And these habits are now creating this awareness, right? And yeah. So, what do you have a well, ritual you want to share with us, uh, Joe? Yeah. Well, it starts. It's, first of all, it starts with the mindset that like I'm playing with house money right now, dude. You know, I think so many uh, people right. are so so miserable out there, and and maybe you need a near death experience. I don't know. I don't believe that, but I've had so many. And when you have a near death experience, the best part about it is you come back to life. Everything is fresh and new, right? Mm. Like. The birds aren't annoying at 5 a.m. anymore. <laughs> it sounds like you're waking up to a symphony. So as soon as I wake up in the morning, my eyes open, I literally say thank you as soon as my eyes open, before I hit my knees, before I do anything. Amen, and brother. I, Amen. I, I try and keep it simple like that. Some days I hit my knees, I get up, I read, I read a page of the Bible, I read my AA book, I make calls. I do that a lot. But consistently, because we all have our bad days, consistently right. I just wake up and thank God for another day and a chance. And that's, I keep it simple, you know? That's awesome. Folks, if you're listening out there, listen to that Joe was saying there. Again, keeping it simple, but yet, again, what I do, Joe, uh, I just say I'm so happy and grateful for the home that I have. I'm so happy and grateful Mm -hmm. that a wife that I have. I'm so happy and grateful that my four children. And I keep reminding myself and repeating over and over again. It becomes a natural natural thing to do every day. And uh, really, uh, you hit something very interesting. You're able to listen to birds. Listen to listen yeah. to certain sounds, right? Listen, because by listening, you have the the power to listen within, and the sounds of of quietness speak louder than words, and uh, it's, it's it's powerful. 
uh, Joe, I appreciate that sharing your, uh, your your habitual thing. So now, you know, people say that, well, Joe, you're lucky, Joe. You are so lucky. Uh, do you think people are just lucky uh, as they achieve success, Joe? I think in some aspects, maybe there might be a, a bit of luck. I just don't look at it like that. Like, I look at it as blessed. You know, it's not... To me, it's being blessed. Like when people say they're lucky, that's okay if that's how they want to view it. But if I go around viewing everything good that happens to me as me being lucky, yeah. and then when something bad happens to me, what do I do then? Now I'm unlucky. It's such a negative aspect. It's such a beautiful thing that could happen for me. That's And I always keep it on me because I appreciate and value other people's opinions and their views on life. But I, this whole process was me getting comfortable in my own skin and right. how I view the world. You know, And for me... It's about being blessed. I was blessed with a chance, and I took advantage of it. Um, and I put the work in, because you have to be willing to put the work in. I never understood that. I used to say I'm lucky, lucky. Right. But when you just keep saying you're lucky, it's just up in the air at that point. Now, it's it's like playing roulette, right? But if I'm blessed, if I'm blessed with an opportunity, that's based on what am I willing to do with that opportunity? See what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a I, I got you ready, clear, because obviously uh, you you are prepared now. You're you're clear in in your in your goal. You're clear on the purpose, and you're clear to the direction that you need to go to. You are becoming of service now, and all that you experience right now, you're here today, and will be greater uh, a benefit to many people out there who are going to listen to your story, who are going to share um, some similarities that going to maybe reach out to you, and you're going to comfort them. You, you're going to encourage them. Like the people you that you met while going down and going up, now it's your turn. It's your turn to to share that. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing, Joe. It's uh, we're already uh, into May, and uh, do you have any specific goals that you want to achieve now that you're at this point here that you're doing so much work right now in Toastmasters and and speaking and writing? Do you have a specific goal for 2019 you want to share with us? 2019, I'd like to be paid for at least three to five speaking engagements and nothing crazy. It's just more of a reinforcement okay. for me because I, I speak because I want to and I want to really help people and, and touch people. This is obviously a career path that I want to go down to. Same as I have goals to be actor and writer and, and stuff like that. So for those three things, it's just about I always got everything very quickly in life. I'm looking for a longevity because the quick thing never works. Right, shortcuts, shortcuts. Right? Is that how we? Uh, it's a society of that, though, Joe. You know. Yeah, and that just for me, I was a guy who lived based on shortcuts. I always looked at the angles. I thought the hardworking man was a sucker. Like that was my mentality, and it just my my experience showed me that that never works. You never have any fulfillment from that, and and you don't gain any kind of appreciation for yourself and what you could do and what your abilities are and life itself. So I've been sober. I'm coming up on three years sober. I didn't make the decision that I wanted to go this route, that I believed in myself, that I could help people on a big stage and be a motivational speaker and a writer right. and do all these things for like a year down the line. So giving myself, you know, almost two, three years to actually start seeing some kind of income, nothing sure. crazy, is a realistic and important goal for me. You know, so that's that's what I would say. Uh, awesome. Well, don't have any restrictions. Go beyond and, and fulfill fulfill your uh, your dreams and passions, Joe. You know, you uh, you mentioned that you do reading also as well, besides the Bible. Uh, can you share with us uh, maybe uh, three? Yeah, let's pick the three three uh, books that you 
are you want to share right there that's been influential in your mindset, in your learnings, in your teachings now? What's a, what's sure, one of them? Sure. The first one I got to pick is like my own Bible. It's called You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought by Peter McWilliams. Hmm. That, Tell me about that, it. That book is amazing. So what happened was my, my family kept on sending me to, to shrinks because they thought I was just crazy and like um, bipolar or something. Like, they didn't know what was wrong with me. It hmm. was just when I had my drugs, I was happy. And when I didn't, I was miserable. Yes. So one of my psychiatrists gave me this book. I had told him I read The Secret and I was trying to expand my mind. He's like, read this book. Long story short, I didn't pick the, pick the book up for three years. I was like, yeah, whatever. And on my way to detox, as I was packing stuff for detox, right. I saw this book, right? So, and I never read the bottom of it. And the bottom of it says, it says, you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought, big, bold letters. And the bottom says, for anyone with a life-threatening illness, including mm. life, okay? So I bring this book to detox, and I start reading it there. I finished in rehab. First book I ever read uh, front to finish. The book is <laughs> literally, yeah. it's it's almost twice the size of the Bible. It's that thick. Uh -huh. But it's such a beautiful book. It helped me go through a self-reflection process without self-deception because I could very easily even when I'm reflecting on something, switch the story around in my head to benefit myself and not be totally honest with what's going on inside. And I was able to do that with this book. It spoke about fear. It spoke about resentment. It spoke about like going through the highlights of my life. It spoke about Oprah says the chapter on purpose changed her life. Uh -huh. And the chapter on purpose changed my life. And what's funny is it asks you five questions and it asks you what you're innately great at. Yeah. And I would, I read that part when I was in rehab and I was so beaten and broken. I couldn't even think of one thing I was good at. So I had to present it to my core meeting, yeah. which was only 10 guys yep. to ask them what they saw in me. People that only knew me for 10 days, but I need, I was on, I was on a search for myself. Sure. Quest to wholeness, I sure, call it. sure. And my roommate at the time, he was like, may I speak? And I'm like, yeah, I, I need your help. And he's like, Joe, he's like, I've, I've been with you for 10 days. He was a singer. He's like, my father used to beat me down all the time, tell me I'm never going to amount to anything. I stopped singing years ago. He's like, you got me back singing again. You made me believe myself again. He's like, you're a motivator. I was like, wow. So that, like, that, you that was the spark. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, along with everything else that I got to internalize and take a look at from that book. But what a, what a beautiful book. Okay. And uh, the other one is Celestian Prophecy. Mm, I read that one. How good is that book? And what happened was, it was at a funny time. I was in my, uh, um, I was in my outpatient group, right? I, in the sober house, you have three hours of outpatient. And my teacher, I was about three months sober at the time, and she brought in a bunch of books, and she's like, uh, it's time for you guys to start expanding your mind. I'm like, all right, great. So I go, and I happen to, and I'm trying to expand my spirituality at this point. I'm reading Buddhism, Buddhism Hinduism, Taoism, you know, everything. It's amazing. And I, yeah, and I grabbed the one book in her bag that's about this spiritual journery. Yeah, it's a, it's a small it's a small book, not not, not very large at all. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, but what a beautiful book. Those nine insights really helped me. And then the next one I would say is one that I just started reading not too long ago, which is uh, Psycho Cybernetics. Yeah, Max uh, Maxwell Maxwell Maltz. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a that's been book. out in the in the early '60s, and that really revolutionized the uh, uh, the neuroscience and and, and the. Uh, the, the psychology of uh, of thought and, and and law of attraction type of thing. So what did you get out of that book there, Joe? That book was like a metaphor for my entire life, man, because I can tell you that I'm a drug addict and addict and all, um, an alcoholic and all this stuff, right? Uh -huh. But when, it, when I break it down to some of the things that I am before that is I was a quitter, right? And, and it allowed me to take a look at how I got to that point because I'm not a guy from a bad home. I'm not a guy from something that, 
people didn't believe me. I had support my whole life. But if you don't believe in yourself, none of that matters. Whether no one believes in you or everybody does, you have to have this unconditional belief in yourself. And I remember I played soccer, and I was a really good goalie. And I don't know why, but at that moment, I was playing goalie. We were playing against a team that we should never be in contention with. And I was playing out of my mind, making so many crazy saves, right? Right. And now we went from nowhere near even being able to compete to now we're right on board with this team. And I got scared. I got scared that I was going to let up that winning goal and I was going to lose, right? I was scared that that's when it started, that the other shoe was going to drop. Like, it couldn't Mm. be this good. And I I faked an ankle injury and took myself out of, yeah, uh, honest truth, 11 years old, faked an ankle injury and took myself out of the game because I was scared that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't keep this facade up. Like, and what happened was I I left the game and what happened? It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. They came down, scored, and they won. You know, that was my whole life was that. So that book, what I got out of it was this, is that, yeah, we have some bad times. But typically, we put that in our head, and then our whole life becomes all about that. But I had some good times, too. I don't know why I chose to remember that time and continue to play it over my head uh-huh. every time a situation came up and, and I failed. I quit. So I had a what-if in my pocket. But there was another time where I was playing basketball for the first time at a basketball camp, right? right? I had just gotten into a bad bicycle accident. I had bruises and scrapes all over me, like butterfly stitches everywhere. They didn't even want me to play in the camp, but I played anyway. And I was like a beast diving on the floor. I was not basketball athletic at the time. I was into soccer, but so many of my friends were playing so much longer. They were so much better than me. But I won won this one-on-one tournament, playing out of my mind that nobody thought I was going to win, diving all over the place. And and it was amazing, not just the fact that I won, but because of my injuries, I just showed so much passion and perseverance and like this willingness to go beyond any length to give it my all and 100%. Those were, those two events weren't too far from each other, wow. you know. Yeah. So what that book helped me do was take a look, be honest with myself, and take a look at that time when I played soccer and quit and took myself out of the game. For some reason, I don't know why, I kept on repeating that message in my head that I'm a failure, that I'm a quitter, that things aren't going to work out. So I would do it. It was a self fulfilling prophecy over and over. My actions aligned to prove my subconscious mind right. So what I had to do was go back and remember that time that same boy, that same little boy, showed a total opposite type of personality and took the bull by the horns and gave it his all and came out successful. Not because he won, but just because he emptied his tank, emptied his tank completely on that basketball court and nothing else mattered. And that's the person I remember to this day is the fact that whatever is thrown at me, I have to look to myself and say, did you empty your tank today? Wow. I love that. Did you empty your tank today? I like that a quote there from yeah. Joe Moss. You heard that, folks? Did you empty your tank today? For those of you who are listening to the show right now, are you driving from home to work or work to home? Are you stuck in traffic? Think about that, what Joe's uh, sharing with us. And again, uh, you're recreating the imagery of the past to make it a strong foundation for the future. The goalkeeper of life, Joe. The goalkeeper so of life, man. You know what? You you you're there and you're gonna go. You're not you're not gonna fake the ankle anymore. You're not yeah. gonna. No, you're not, right, Joe? You're not. You're not gonna do that. And I, no, because that's that's the thing. It's like it was a false sense of security for me. If I put a what if in my pocket, I could always say later. You know, yeah. If I really tried, I could have. 
but that didn't do anything for me. Now it's about if I pour my heart out, at least I can say I tried and tried my best. And the rest is up to God. That's where trust in God comes in. The rest is is up to God. I can only take care of what I can take care of. And that's just putting 100% effort in and trying to be the be best version of myself. Taking 100% responsibility for your life and results. Huh? E plus R equals all, buddy. All right? I love it. Okay. I love it. Joe, I know we have uh, uh, a lot of time in the world, but uh, I want to ask you if you have a question before we wrap up this uh, wonderful ongoing uh, conversation we're having here on the X Factors to Success. Joe, um, this question here was asked to me early, let's say, 1990, 91, and I'm going to ask you this question. You can take some time to think about that, but if you were conducting this interview, what one question would you ask yourself? Hmm. It's a pretty powerful Uh, question. Yeah, it's a very powerful question. And silence is good. Because I like to, I like to think about it. So if I was asked, if I was interviewing myself, what question would I ask myself? How did you help someone today? Why? Why? Because for me, it takes it, it takes it out of me. I'm a very selfish. um, My default is to be a selfish human being and be very. All about all about me all the time and, and, and consider it. It's just my default. I don't want to be that way, but when I'm being honest, that's that's what it is. And I have to fight this whole process is about me fighting that. Oh. So I, I need to be of love and service to others. That's how I keep my gratitude. Because to me, gratitude is it's not just a feeling, it's a feeling combined with an action. You know, if somebody holds the door open for you and you feel grateful, you you do what? You say thank, thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm grateful for my life and what God has done to me and what the people around me have done for me and support. What am I doing to express that gratitude? Because it's not just a feeling for me. It's an action word. An action, correct. So who, who have I helped today? Yeah. You know? Well, Joe, your, uh, your speech that you gave at the Toastmasters, and then I was sitting in the front row there, and, uh, and I, I, wow, uh, I love, I love uh, uh, you, you became very vulnerable. And again, that's what I like about you. And I think a lot of men out there, guys like us out there, you know the machoism thing. Also, you got to keep that kind of toughness. I understand. You know, hey, you know, yeah. but you're you're giving it all, buddy. I mean, you, you're sharing your story, man. And I, I think you, you could reach out a lot of people out there with your story and continue on that journey, man. Your uh, your way of, of being love, of being of service, as you continue on that uh, that trajectory. Uh, because uh, we need more of you out there. We need more of you. And hopefully, those who are listening once again on this show, if you know someone. In your family, you or again a friend or next door neighbor, let them listen to this podcast, folks. Um, and then I'm sure Joe will give us where where to reach him on the social media in a little while. But uh, thank you for uh, for answering that question. If you were conducting this interview, what would question would you ask? You know, maybe yeah. ra- maybe write that question down for use for other folks also as well, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> it's such it's such an important question. And like I said, there was a time in my life where I would just start talking first, and and I I'll come up with the answer. I'm a I'm a, a bullshit artist, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's, that's how I was brought up. But I don't do that anymore. You know what you spoke about at Toastmasters silence and what we talked about afterwards and after hours. That's right. so important to me today. Like I I want to be able to be silent and hear my own thoughts and actually block out because. A lot of times, my thoughts are not my thoughts. My thoughts are other people's thoughts that I've formulated over the years and and made my own. And now it's nice to be able to sit there for a second, not be uncomfortable in that silence like you so 
eloquently spoke about it that uh, Toastmaster mm-hmm. speech. And no, just re- go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no. I just re- and just reflect and and answer what my answer is, not yeah. what I think it should, should be. be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those of you who are just uh, there, I did a speech also as well. It uh, was titled, Listen, Can You Hear the Silence Within? And I shared my story of going to a monastery. And I had a monastery, but I spent a week at the, with the monks, man. And you know what? No social media, no TV, no internet. It was scary for the first couple of days, as I said in the speech. But after the third, fourth day, man, oh, my God, you start listening to sounds that you never heard before. Like you said earlier. Uh, in the interview here, uh, you start hearing birds, you start hearing trees, you start hearing sounds like you don't, because we're so much infiltrated with shit out there, noise, there's too much noise, noise in all around us, we have to get to filter it out, get clarity, and really listen to our hearts, and our hearts will speak, and uh, hearts is where love is, man, heart is where the love is, you know, so. Uh, I love it, that's, I always say, uh, block out the negative noise, and it takes a while, but, and I like what you said about filter, because I have a speech that I'm doing, and uh in a little while about filters, you know, we uh-huh. filter what we say, we filter our pictures, we filter all these things to to fit some kind of mold that we think society approves of, and we lose ourselves in the process. But I love how you switch that to filter because you have to filter out the negative stuff, and you get a whole different perspective on life when you do yeah. that. Yeah. So that monastery thing, when you told me that, that blew me away. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, for those of us like, what, what monastery you gone to? I went to the uh, Saint Joseph Monastery in Spencer, Massachusetts, out there, and uh, it's over 500 acres of love land, and it's really in a beautiful hills and valleys, and and uh, they do a, a weekend retreats out there. They do a full full week retreats and month retreats if you want to go a month away. I mean, just and check. What made you? What, sorry to answer. What made you do that? What, what made you say? Were you practicing meditation before yes. that? Yes. And you just like, I want to get deeper into it. Correct. Yeah. So uh, awesome. in the work that I'm doing now with Jack Hanfield, the success principles. And again, I'm going to recommend a book to you there, Joe. Uh, yes. It's right here. Jack Canfield, the success principles, how to get from where you are to where you want to be. This is a second rendition. It came out in 05 and again in 2015. It was a second edition. Um, it's it, this is this is a key principles. There's 62 key principles here. But he's my mentor. And by the way, I'm going to share with you online here. He's coming to Philadelphia on the 24th of June. You told me about that. That's ridiculous. Okay, and uh, I'm honored to be his assistant and on the on this uh, tour here in Philadelphia. He's doing a one day to, to success. And those of you who are listening right now, uh, if you have one day, allocate, invest one day in yourself, 24. and you will not be disappointed to hear Jack Hanfield his work over 40 plus years of his teachings worldwide. He's inspired, empowered others. His vision is to also to train as a tra- trainers sure. uh a, a million trainers by 2030 that's his wow. vision now yes exactly and, and i'm one one of his certified uh trainers out there uh doing the success principles and this this podcast came from his five-day seminar uh called breakthrough to success i'm just plugging him in right now but i'm sharing with that's, you joe yeah but that's all right so that's... that is uh, i learned to, to meditate i learned to take five minutes 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes but i started with a minute or two and that became a little more centered. And I, wow, I came more deep. I said, you know what? Yeah. I read the book uh, with uh, the book from uh, uh, by Jesse Esler, as I referred to in my speech. You know, living with the monks, and that was the, what the motivating factors. You know what? Let me go. Let me go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I hesitated a bit here and there to go and do, but, but you know, I, I called around, made some phone calls, searched the internet, and boom, I found one. I gave a call, and they had an opening in a few months, from September through now, December, and a week before Christmas, I left my family. 
I told them I'm going to go away, and they accepted. My wife accepted. And Joe, yeah. let me tell you, it turned my life around. So it's five months ago. I went to a, I went there, and uh, I look forward now to do it one year every year to That's go away sick. one year. I, I guess and to unplug out of the matrix. Yeah. And don't you find that because that obviously took a lot of courage to do. Like, uh, I, I have fear, just like we talked about, just five seconds of silence people have fear of. But once you start practicing courage, it becomes easier to practice yes. courage, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And you start loving things around you that more and more. So I came back to my family. I love them even more. I make a, a yeah. better understanding of myself and who my, who my families are and my friends. And look at this. I'm becoming much more comfortable also speaking to other people as well. But look, I, I, again, like attracts like right you know law of attraction yes. our crossroads path about a month ago or so and look at here now we didn't know yeah. each other about a month ago but you're creating the action you're creating the you're creating the the willingness to go ahead and reach out right yeah well i believe in that a whole heart because they talk about it in the secret and stuff and you know there's everybody has their different opinions and hater stuff i just speak from my uh, experience like i said i don't blame anybody else for my what happened to me even when i talk about i used to be afraid to talk about like the loss of my family and stuff because I did go through a lot of stuff as a kid, but I don't, those aren't excuses for me. That's just what happened. Because mm -hmm. the bottom line is I was attracted to bad when I was younger. I wanted a motorcycle, a ta tattoo, a hot girl on my arm and a lot of money. And I wanted to fight. I want, I was attracted to bad. And like you said, and that's exactly what I got. And that was one of the points looking back and rehab, reading that book. That was an aha moment for me where I'm like, damn, I wanted this. This is exactly, I, maybe I didn't know it was going to take me to these lengths. I wanted this. And then what helped me coming around is seeing those same guys that I used to look up to for all the wrong reasons right. in high school. Now I'm looking up to them for all the right reasons. These are guys that have crazy lives. They're helping people. They're praying. They're, you know, they're just uh, like beautiful <laughs> men. It's amazing. You know? how, it's amazing how you sh the total shift, right? The mindset yeah, shift. Yeah, a hundred percent. But well. that's, that's it. That's like the positive stuff. Like you're plugging and talking about because, as much as we can say there's so much negative stuff online, and there is, there is. But, look, but look, because of technology and because of all this, look how many people we have doing positive things now. So you really get whatever you look for. Mm -hmm. you, could, you could look for all the negative stuff, and you'll find it very quickly. But there's tons of positive things out there, positive people helping out, and you'll find that too, Agreed. and that's who you want to surround yourself Agreed. with. Ask, believe, you know? ask, believe, and receive. Ask, believe, oh, and yeah. receive. Joe, this has been a great this has been a great uh, great show together. You know, uh, I, I can't wait to uh, hear some feedback from our listeners out there and uh, all of your uh, friends and and those out there who might reach out to you. So, Joe, it's a hundred years from now. How will Joe be remembered? I hope that people say that I was somebody who expressed love and passion in everything I did. And, and was genuine, you know, and honest to everyone he met. Okay. If I could have that, if I could be remembered with that, that's good enough for me. You uh -huh. know, if I could touch some lives in a positive way and people understand that I'm doing it from a genuine standpoint because I care and not for any accolades or anything like that, that's, that's the type of man I want to be remembered as. Super. Well, Joe, where can uh, the audience find you? A hundred percent. So I have Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. I just set up my Twitter account. I am way behind on that stuff. It's all right. It's all right. But uh, but it's it's all good. You got to start somewhere. So my Instagram is Joe Moss J O E M A S zero seven, 
Um, and that's the same for my Twitter account at Joe Moss zero seven. Okay. And my Facebook is just Joe Moss, Joe space Moss, M A S. A lot of people spell it M A S S. No idea why that's mass, but Moss M A S. My brother's name is Massimo. And that's why. I, I, oh, what I, a great name. <laughs> so Joe, um, the great, so that anyone out there can reach out to you and, uh, kind of, uh, ask you questions and whatnot, email you and stuff like that. Is that cool? A hundred percent. I would love that. I get people. That's one of the reasons why I started putting my speeches um, from Toastmaster on Facebook, you know, because there was fear in that. Right. Who's going to judge me? Who's not? My friend, this, that. But you know what? If, if I touch or help one person, and I can't tell you how many people have messaged me on the side saying I helped or asked me a question, like that's what I'm in it for. You know, the, just like that competition or any other competition, if I get one person that comes up to me and talks to me afterwards because they want to hear more and hear how maybe I could help or their family members could be up. That's a beautiful thing. Well, I ask you, you know, and, yeah. and we connected, man. We connected. A hundred percent. That's that speech got cool. me. The one thing um, I always like to, to leave with, I don't know if you're closing up the segment now. No, no. I'm going I'm to ask you, what are the last awesome. comments? <laughs> what last comments inspired words you want to leave to the audience, Joe? You got me, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. It's, it's so important to me. This That's why I always uh, ask about that because humility right you've always heard humility is a very important thing right? yeah. i've heard that since i got into be humble be you know humility humility and to me i was i always thought of humility as like insecurity you know what i mean like i have to bring myself down levels to make other people feel better interesting and okay that, that hurt me for a long time you know and even in sobriety after finding myself and being so open and, and carefree and comfortable in my own skin i got thrown off pace because one person out of a bunch of people said something to me that affected me negatively and made me question myself right. and he said right. be humble be humble so i looked up humility and there's a beautiful definition of humility i want to leave please with. share with us inspire us buddy come on it says uh, humility is a clear recognition of who we are followed by a sincere attempt to become what we could be that is humility is seeing ourselves as we actually are good and bad, strong and weak, and acting authentically on those truths. Simple. I know what I am. I know my defects, but I also know my assets. And I know what I could be with good people, positive people like you in my yeah. life, my girlfriend, God in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's, it's not about bringing yourself down to a certain level. That's not humility, yeah. what humility is. Yeah. That's not what God wants. You know. I, so I always want to leave people with that because it threw me off for a it, while. It's amazing how reawakening Awaken the giant, man. Awakening yeah. that goalkeeper, right? That le- yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I, I love it, Joe. So I appreciate you sharing the, the uh, that uh, insight, the humility there. And folks, uh, hopefully you, this is gravitating you on this show here. So Joe Mas. Joe Mas is uh, on the show, man. This is awesome. Looking forward to a, so a greater relationship in the future, hanging out together and uh, and inspiring, maybe brainstorm together, Joe, and uh, mastermind together. And again, uh, we need people like yourself and myself and out there to do two things. And again, we can't keep our gift within. What we learned, what we experienced, we have to share it. And that's one, one of the things I came across also in the last 10 years in my shifting yeah. of my life as well. So, Joe, I'd like to say once again, thank you. Thank you so much for taking valuable time of your life and uh, sharing your story and really making it a, a pleasure to listen to your recapturing reawakening the giant within yeah i know it's, it's a title from a 
Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, yeah. <laughs> it's know. true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you mentioned moral inventory, and I, I think that's sticking in my head right now. Take a moral inventory about I know, even when you hear it, you're like, eh, I don't want to do that, <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> So, Joe, congratulations uh, on your continuous you. journey. Uh, I wish you the uh, the best uh, and encourage you to uh, inspire, empower, energize others and, and to share your story ongoing. I want to congratulate you as I'm setting up positive uh, energy for your uh, competition on the district level here in New York on Thank May 18th, uh, 2019 here. Go kick some Crazy. serious butt, buddy, and uh, go share your story. And, folks, so we'll put the show uh, out there and uh, share the show. So I'd like you all to take a moment, take the link down below, and send that out to your friend, share it with your friend, put it on your social media, and send a a reach out to Joe Mouse on his Twitter, on his Instagram, and his Facebook, and I'm sure he'll get back to you, and uh, I'm sure he'll uh, uh, give you some insight and help you in whatever you need there. So, So, Joe, any last words or... I just I want to I want to thank you. I was honored and touched from the moment after the competition. You even asked me to come on this podcast. You know, it just it always it still amazes me. You know, well it should, but when people say that I made a positive impact on them in some way, like I'm honestly touched by that every time because a few years ago I wasn't I wasn't making any kind of positive impact on people. You know what I mean? I was trying to rob your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to steal your. Hey, wallet. can't touch this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that. So I, I'm really blessed, and I thank you so much. This is a great thing that you're doing. You know, putting this positive energy out there, getting people. I listened to the podcast before I came on here. A, a few people that you had on, a bunch of people you had on, but I listened to a few. Okay. And I just think it's an amazing thing what you're doing, and you know, I really appreciate it. And I have a lot of gratitude for what you're doing and asking me to be part of it. It's just, forget it, man. Uh, so cool. I am grateful also as well. And I'm going to ask you also, if you know anyone else who can uh, be uh, uh, contributing to this X Factors to success, uh, please reach out to me and uh, we can have a conversation, have him or her on the show as well. Because I want to oh, bring people like yourself. Yeah. Again, uh, Don, you know, very humble, you know, and, and yeah. vulnerable and sharing the story. I think that uh, we need a conduit. And this is why I started this this uh, this podcast uh, and it's fairly new still, and again, I'm getting a lot of listeners out there sharing worldwide. I look at my uh, my analytics, and I see that uh, people from all over the world are listening to the show. It's like, wow, it's amazing, wow, right? <laughs> it's just the wow factor. That's <laughs> awesome. Is. That's there awesome. Is. And I, I know a bunch of you, and that's what's beautiful about what I'm involved in. I, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for multiple, multiple people that have helped me and, and just planted seeds and and just watching them, how they live, not what they say, but the things they do. So there's tons of people out there that are doing the right thing that I'm sure would love to come on and help out. So I will definitely, I'll definitely take you up on that. Appreciate that. All right. Folks, we are listening to the X Factors to Success uh, podcast show with the G-Man here. And I hope you really enjoy this show with Joe Mas, Joe Mastrangelo uh, from uh, from New York City here area. And again, turning his life around from uh, 11-year-old and to uh, all the trials and tribulations he's gone through. And I ask you to please rate, review, and uh, share this podcast show with uh, with your family and friends. And uh, please uh, give us some, some feedback here. Love to. And uh, if you know anyone out there, send me an email. Check me out on www.xfactors2success, the number two, or on Facebook, or on Instagram. Same thing, xfactors2success, and uh, reach out to me. I'd love to have uh, that special guest on the show as well. 
So without further ado, uh, Joe, have a great one. Until you I'll see you again in, uh, very shortly and uh, yeah, we'll at the district it. here. So have a great one, and uh, God bless you, and God bless whatever you do. And folks out there, drive carefully, do your thing, and make it happen. And don't forget, live with purpose, passion, and make a difference. The G-Man here, over and out.